Breaking news. In just a few days into this new year, there has been yet another devastating loss of several of our favorite popular musicians. Again, we're sadly seeing many of our beloved performing artists, icons, and up-and-comers alike pass on to the great concert in the sky. So did you ever wonder why we're so affected by the loss of these popular musicians? Why does the death of someone who you may always have admired but never met affect you so strongly? And did you know that this type of loss can directly affect our mental health, our behavior, our sense of survival, and how we socially connect? I'm Dr. Jen Palladino, a chiropractor who specializes in the treatment of musician and performing artist injury. Music and the creative arts can change the world, and I'm interested in exploring the passion that music and art evokes in people, whether it's playing or listening or creating or observing. It's that powerful driving force within the human soul that sparks emotion, unites the masses, bridges language and cultural barriers, and heals the body, mind, and spirit. Warning, in this episode we'll be talking about death, loss, grieving, mourning, and depression. So if these topics happen to be triggers, please take care and go accordingly. Stay tuned for this informative Food for Thought episode to hear how the loss of our musical icons can profoundly affect us and also how we can healthfully grieve their passing. I'll also share with you the number one way to find solace for healing while celebrating the life of our favorite performers. Welcome to Rockin' Healthy Lifestyles, a podcast featuring conversation with popular musicians and performing artists, sharing their stories of life's trials and triumphs, career ups and downs, and what stirs their creative juices. Also join us and learn how our guests keep fit and fabulous while rocking a healthy body, mind, and spirit. And now, introducing your host, Dr. Jennifer Palladino. So we've recently lost Jeff Beck, one of the most skilled, admired, and influential guitarists in rock history, to an infectious illness. And only two days later, we experienced the loss of Lisa Marie Presley, a singer, songwriter, and rock and roll royalty as the daughter of the late, great Elvis Presley. These deaths are not only devastating due to the shock of their suddenness, But because of how important these and all deceased musicians' contributions are to our society, to our culture, and to us creatively, our musical heroes that had once made an indelible impression on our lives are no longer here like we knew them to be. And although I specifically refer to musicians here in today's podcast, this reference will also include any celebrity or famous person, whether they're a movie or TV star, a professional athlete, a comedian, or any performing artist. There are many reasons why we grieve for our favorite musicians. One reason is because they feel like a friend. 
That's why when sad events or bad occurrences happen in their lives, we react by feeling badly for them. But let's face it, these feelings stem from a one-way type of relationship. And there's actually a name for that. It's called a parasocial relationship, and it's quite normal to have. And even though logically we know that these celebrities are not really our actual friend, hearing them express themselves through the music we love as well as having access to who they are and what they do through the media makes us feel like we know them intimately. When they have a big success or accomplishment, we'll feel proud and connected to them. But that also means that when they get sick or die, we grieve them much like we would a real friend. So it makes sense for people to feel strongly connected to these artists, even though there's no real one-on-one interaction happening. Remember the impact that your favorite band or singer had on you when you first heard their music? Chances are that when that happened, you were probably most likely in your youth, your teens, or even adolescence. There's a sentimentality that we feel when we hear a song and associate it with our first love or fun times back in the day or just an impactful time of life. That related song and the musicians who wrote it and performed it will always remind us of that time in our life. And because of this nostalgic type of reflection, this artist becomes part of who we are. So when they pass away we can feel like we've lost a part of ourselves. It's like when John Lennon was killed. That loss was monumental and certainly felt worldwide, and it took a big piece of us all with it. It also happened when John Bonham, Led Zeppelin's drummer, passed away. The band decided that they were unable to go on without him, and so there were no more concerts, and only then residual music released from what had been recorded when John was still alive. Many of us, especially those who were fans during their touring years, strongly felt the end of the Led Zeppelin era with the death of one of its core band members. But, as with the Beatles, we're blessed and lucky to continue to have the music that will live on forever. So now with baby boomers being in their 60s and 70s, we're seeing many of the musicians we grew up with die from age-related diseases. This reminds us of our own mortality. We all have varying degrees of a fear of dying that we mostly deal with by not thinking about it. But with the death of a beloved musical artist, it pushes the thought of our own mortality into mind, and that can be very unsettling. It's like when we learned that Eddie Van Halen died of cancer. It became a scary reminder of our own aging and death. So when we hear about an idol dying, it makes us not only feel more vulnerable, but acknowledge the eventuality of our own demise. Here's another reason why we grieve our favorite musicians. You know how sometimes you feel like you're much less likely than other people to get some awful disease and much more likely to live a long life? Well, it's because we have these self-serving biases that make us desperately want to believe that the world is a safe and predictable place. And because of that, we develop these inaccurate views to make us feel better about our lives. 
It's only natural to feel that way. It's a type of self-preservation that all human beings experience. But when we learn about the death or serious illness of a favorite musician, it challenges those protective self-biases. It makes us realize that if these awful things can happen to famous people, then we're at risk too. It's like how Tom Petty's death shook us up for many reasons, but certainly because it threatened that self-serving illusion that made us feel secure. I still shake my head when I think of his death. I saw him play what ended up being his very last show, and within a week's time, he was gone. I was profoundly sad, but it also made me feel vulnerable. And it was Janis Joplin that when she first heard of Jimi Hendrix's death, said, There, but for the grace of God, go I. And less than three weeks later, she was dead. I wonder if she truly believed what she said. You know how when one musician dies, and then you hear about another one dying, and another one after that? Like that cascade of musician deaths that occurred in 2016. David Bowie died on January 10th of 2016, and then Alan Rickman, the actor from the Harry Potter movies, died. Then Glenn Fry from The Eagles died on January 18th. Then Paul Kantner from Jefferson Airplane died on January 28th. The Beatles producer George Martin died a couple of months later on March 8th, and then Keith Emerson from Emerson Lake and Palmer on March 11th and then, of course, Prince on April 21st, and the list went on. It felt like everyone from our youth was dying. So could this be because the more easily we can think of examples of something, like famous people dying in the year 2016, the more we assume that it happens a lot? But on the same token, what about all the musicians that didn't die that year? Maybe dying stars from 2016 were more available in our memories than living stars, which made us feel like everyone we loved was dying. Or is it a case of the more famous musicians we know, the more famous musicians we know die? Either way, it's distressing. Another reason people may mourn for celebrities is something called grief signaling. We mourn celebrities because it's like a signal to others that we're fans and we love the music. And by publicly mourning our favorite musician's death, it's letting other people know that we're devoted members of this special tribe who knew and loved the music and the legend. It's really feeling the unity of the fans and making known our devotion and heartfelt sentiments. It also allows us to connect with a larger group of other like-minded people who all feel the same way. And even years after our heroes have passed, many people still signal this grief. Just like when Elvis Presley fans gather at Graceland on his birthday, or when John Lennon fans congregate in Central Park on the anniversary of his death all those years later. But however you express it, This way of mourning is a cathartic way of grieving. So to sum up, here are some of the reasons why people mourn their favorite musicians. One, because we feel like they're close like a friend. Two, 
because we're grateful that they've touched our heart through their music and maybe even saved our life in some way. Three, that their death severed a link to our youth. Four, and that their death also makes us feel our own mortality. Five, grieving for them also makes us realize that we're not special enough to escape illness and death. Six, and because a musician's death makes us feel like everyone from our youth is dying. Seven, and mourning our musical heroes allows us to be part of a certain group that can relate to what we're going through. And just a note here that if by chance grieving becomes overwhelming to the point where it starts to negatively affect your emotional state, please seek out help by talking to someone you trust or reaching out to an online helpline. Recognizing the difference between grief and depression is essential to getting the necessary help that's needed when coping with the pain of a loss, coming to terms with the grief, and eventually finding a way to pick up the pieces and move on with life. Here's a bit of solace to keep in mind when a favorite musician dies. You'll always have their music, and it can never be taken away. Their music is not only a reminder of their greatness, but having the ability to listen to it over and over and share music with someone who may never have heard it before will always fill that empty gap inside our hearts with exactly what made our musical heroes great in our eyes to begin with. So sing and dance and turn up the music. In doing this, it's the most perfect prayer of thanks that we can give to our beloved musical heroes. Rest in peace, John Lennon, George Harrison, Elvis Presley, and Lisa Marie. Kurt Cobain, David Bowie, Jimmy and Janice, Prince, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Chris Cornell, Chester Bennington, Whitney Houston, Keith Moon, John Bonham, Jeff Beck. This is Dr. Jen Palladino. Thank you for tuning in to Rockin' Healthy Lifestyles. Please visit our website at www. RockinHealthyLifestyles.com. That's rock, the letter N, HealthyLifestyles.com to find show notes, guest links, and how you can join us to become part of our community in which we explore the effects of music and arts on health and well-being. Music by Matt Thompson. This is a Rockin' Healthy Lifestyles production.